Welcome to A Dark Turn, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Kevin Deutsch. Here on the show, our goal is to take you deep inside the world of criminals and criminality and to illuminate the darker parts of American society, especially those where violence and psychopathy collide with the American ideal. One of the things we like to do on A Dark Turn is give voice to writers whose, whose voices aren't typically heard in the mainstream press. Um, there are writers of all kinds. There are famous writers. There are obscure writers. And because we focus on, on true crime here, we also like to give voice to, uh, to writers of street lit who, who, who have lived uh, crime, who have been around crime, and who are often incarcerated. Um, I'm pleased to bring you today a show uh, in which we interview a guest uh, who is currently incarcerated in California, serving time for uh, murder without possibility of parole, and whose writing is powerful, authentic, and raw. And um, and we wanted to to um, we wanted to explore some of his writing, and also um, by doing that, um, explore a a niche in the publishing industry which isn't often covered, which is that of street lit. Uh, particularly street lit and, and crime writing by incarcerated writers, uh, men and women who have who have lived uh, who have, have who have lived lives, uh, uh, and those lives are reflected in their work. Um, this is authentic work. It's not. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily come completely from the imagination. Um, it's not a some writer sitting at a desk for for hours waiting for inspiration to strike. Um, and, and that's something that, that true crime writers and writers of fiction do. Uh, we sit around and we complain about writing. We complain about how hard it is. And uh, on the dark turn, I also like to give voice to people who, who really have it hard, who, who really, uh, who, whose writing is, is their only way of self, to, to express themselves because they're incarcerated. And whatever their crimes, whatever they've been convicted of, um, they're trying to uh, start a new part of their life and they're living a new life through their writing and trying to touch people and help people through their writing. Um, and one of those uh, writers is a man named Mike Enemigo, uh, who, who is our guest on this week's episode of A Dark Turn. Mike is the author of multiple books about crime and prison life, including Underworld Zilla, Conspiracy Theory, and the best resource directory for prisoners. Um, that's one of his books that's geared toward helping incarcerated men and women uh, um, lead better lives on the inside. He also has books about how to write letters, uh, how to get the things you need as a prisoner, practical resources, which I encourage you to read in addition to his, his works of fiction and, and autobiographical fiction and nonfiction. He's currently incarcerated in California, as I mentioned, serving a life sentence. Um, and while he writes from a California prison cell, um, he says his mind and soul are elsewhere, seeing, studying, learning, and drawing inspiration to tear down suppressive walls and inspire the culture by pushing artistic boundaries. Uh, Mike works in both the fiction and nonfiction genres. Um, pleased to bring you uh, uh, this interview with Mike today, which I hope um, helps readers, uh, helps illuminate for readers. Um, some of the other writing that's out there, some of the voices that are out there that aren't being heard um, because these men and women are incarcerated. Um, and and because just because they are incarcerated doesn't mean they don't have talent. It doesn't mean that their voices don't deserve to be heard. It doesn't mean that they don't deserve second chances. Uh, one of the things that we like to do on a dark turn um, is give voice to, to unheard voices in publishing. And Mike's is certainly one of those. Um, I, in my personal life, I also work as a prisoner advocate. 
Um, I work with prisoners who, no matter what crimes they've convicted of, no matter how, uh, uh, how, how ugly their past acts, I don't believe those acts define their futures. And especially when they're writers, especially people like Mike, who are trying to help other prisoners inside, uh, teaching them uh, how to write, helping them get published, using writing as an outlet and a creative force for good uh, in a society that, that prefers to just toss men and women away and throw away the key. Uh, there are writers like Mike out there who are trying to make a difference with writing and, and start a new chapter in their lives and, and make this this uh, journey uh, through writing a great and powerful success and have influence through their words. Without further ado, um, here is my interview with Mike and Amigo. Thanks. One. Mike and Amigo, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you coming on a dark turn to, to talk about your writing. Thanks for being here. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. All right, so so you're you're one of the more interesting guests we've had on the show. We try to on the show uh, give a forum to writers um, who who cover who write about crime and write about true crime, and you're really living in a world uh, that that is permeated by by true crime. Um, you're currently incarcerated. And you've written a number of books, really raw, powerful books about crime, about criminality, about surviving in, in the system, about your own life and the experiences of yourself and those around you. Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and your current situation, uh, a little bit of a biography before we get into your books and writing. It's a fascinating story. Um, tell us a little bit about, tell our readers a little bit about the, the themes in your work and, and maybe discuss uh, uh, some, the themes generally and, and what you write about and like, and like one or two books that, that you really want them to pick up out of all, out of all the ones you've written. Just, just, just to give them a, a flavor of, of your work and what it's about. books so there's kind of like four lanes that all kind of like merge together a little bit 
because I'm real passionate about this uh, client thing is not cool. You know what I'm saying? Prison is not cool. There's there's ways to get money without doing this. It's not it's not worth it. So I like to make books on how to hustle and win legally. You know to teach people how to get money out there. Man, there's so many opportunities out there. You know, especially with the internet. Like I didn't have that when I was younger, and I believe that. There's a better way to do it than people that might feel that they have to resort to crime and that be the only way that they can win. So, um, it all depends. If you're interested in true crime, I got a book called Loyalty and Betrayal. It's about a guy who works for the Mexican Mafia and then had a falling out with them. Well, instead of just laying down, he went to war with them. And it's a true story. And I'm actually dropping the deluxe edition. I met him in prison, dropped his story, with only 120-something pages. Because doing it for prison was difficult. So I'm actually dropping the deluxe edition in about 60 days. And it's twice as long. And it has the full story. And book has been pretty popular in uh, as far as uh, nonfiction. Okay, and, and how about some of the other, the sort of uh, practical stuff for, for people who are incarcerated right now? Because we have some listeners around, around the country who are incarcerated. I think some of those books could be useful to them, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, the best resource directory for prisoners has been extremely popular, and the art and power of letter writing for prisoners. Like, everything that I've managed to do has been with a pen and a paper, and I've got about 20 books out. And I'm talking, you know, instructions on what I need done. All that has to be clear. The, the least amount of words as possible and, and get people to move, which is hard. It's hard to get a book of stamps. So when I learned that, I said, man, this is the most powerful skill an inmate can have is being able to write well. And so I put out a uh, uh, power letter writing for prisoners. It's what I believe in the most. Writing is, if you're in prison, they can take our phone, they can lock us down, they can take our visits, but the least thing that they're going to take is your mail. They might hold it for a little while if you're under some type of investigation, but you could always write a letter, even from the whole, even from the last cell in the toughest prison, you could send out mail, you know, and so uh, to me, that's the most powerful thing that any inmate can learn, is how to write well. And, and and you mentioned uh, it's hard to even get a book of stamps sometimes in prison. Tell us from your experience inside as a writer, as someone who's written uh, more than twenty books and, and continues to, to write. How what if, on a practical level? What are some of the difficulties you face in in writing and and getting materials to write and getting your work out digitally? You know, you, you've managed to publish all these books. And, and, and yeah. logistically, that's got to be hard. So, so tell you know, it's hard for even a, a person living on the outside. For someone who's been incarcerated, yeah. long, tell us tell us about the practical aspect and the difficulties you've faced as a writer inside. Okay, well, it is extremely difficult, but um, I just refuse to to not do it. You know, like not doing it is not an option for me. But basically, you have to write everything down by hand. Then I have to edit it so my papers are covered with stuff that won't make sense to anybody because
because I don't, I can't type it on a computer and then edit it and then keep going over that and have a clean copy. So I do it like that and then I type it on a typewriter, which I'm fortunate to have. Once I type it on a typewriter, I send it out and my people scan it using the OCR software. Mm -hmm. And then we go back and forth probably five times. Some of the characters are going to, you know, uh, an I might turn into an L from the scanner and stuff it's, it's not as accurate as I'd like it to be and uh, we just keep going back and forth back and forth and then eventually I'll, I'll say okay this is this is this is something I can work with and then I'll send a, a, a cover idea they'll send it to an artist that, that we found that I picked and then uh, we'll publish it independently using create space that just went over it's all Amazon now, I believe. But uh, it, it, it's hard. It's a lot of work. And a lot of people don't see, they don't see what happened. All they see is the finished book. They're like, okay, cool. They don't see like, hey, man, to get that cover like that, we had to go back four or five times. It wasn't originally like that. You know, or to upload something into create space, you have one little thing wrong and keep the whole book back. And you got to wait another 72 hours. Like, there's all kind of, all kind of problems. But it's worth it to me. Like, I have life without the possibility of parole. This is my life. And so um, I'm getting myself together, and I've published other inmates, too. You know, any inmate that's willing to work that writes for the same audience as me, because that's one thing I had to learn, I can't reach all the audiences. Um, I don't have the resources, the money to market like that. But any inmate that um, writes towards... Um, or for my type of audience that uh, is doing the work I've been, you know, publishing people that I've met all across the United States. Like, I've got, um, I got a guy in Texas right now that uh, is up next, and then a guy from Virginia after him that's up next. But these guys are willing to work. And when I first started, I was taking written manuscripts, but I learned that that was a mistake. I was using all my resources doing too much work that they need to do. So I sent a letter out to these guys and said, look, get it typed and properly written. And if you can get it to that level, I'll take it to the next level. So there's people all across the country rooting for me and I'm coming back for them. You know, like it's, it's gonna start with me, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this a thing like this is something that we can do from prison and it's positive and it gives a lot, it gives us self-esteem. It gives us, you know, pride. It lets us know like, man, I can accomplish something else. I don't have to, you know, whatever they did to get in prison, that's not what they have to do. Even though they, at one time in life, they might've felt desperate. There's other things and it's teaching people work ethic. And, um, and I started, writing my first book in 2010, and I'm just now starting to get traction. Hmm. Just now. This is my first interview ever. Wow. I'm doing it on paper. So, that, it, it, it didn't happen. I didn't start yesterday. I work all day, every day. I don't do nothing else. I don't participate in nothing else. I work towards getting it, trying to, trying to, trying to build, and, in 2018, uh, I, got, I got my first interview. It took me eight years to get my first recorded interview. 
Well, well we're, we're... So it's not... Go ahead, Mike. I'm this sorry. Ain't for the week. This, this ain't for the weak or for anybody that's, that doesn't have uh, determination. Like, you have to be... Uh, you have to be at a point where you refuse to quit and for it not to happen. One way or another, I'm going to make this happen. And that's how everybody's attitude has to be, in my opinion. It's it's really fascinating to hear you talk about this because writers on the writers who write who are free who live who who I have on the show and who uh, people I, I know and work with they they are they're always complaining they're always complaining about how how hard writing is and they're not they're not incarcerated I mean that shit is it, 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 it it's hard no matter what but but writing from 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 uh, from uh, a detention center from a prison is doubly hard. So, so we're happy on the show to give you this forum and give you this opportunity because um, having read some of your yeah, work... I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. I mean, having read some of your work, I think it's really powerful and I think it could really speak to people and help people understand um, that there's an entire segment of our society, people who write well, who, who, people who could, who, could, who, who, who could have been wildly successful writers on the outside and can still be, except they're on the inside. So it's doubly hard for them to get their voices heard. So, so we're, we're proud to give you this forum. And, and we also want to make sure readers know where to find your work too. So I, I know it's available on Amazon and all that, but, but if a reader listening to this right now wants to buy your book or one of your books or check it out, what's the best way for them to go online and, and, and find that? Cellblock.net. Okay. Uh, the cellblock.net. They can order paperbacks or downloads. Okay, and you're on Amazon too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Amazon. Um, they can go to Amazon, and if you search Mike and Amigo, all my books will come up. Okay, and and just to go back to your your experiences, because it's a, it's really powerful to hear you talk about not being will not being willing to quit in in the face of yeah. a tremendous obstruction every day um so so yeah. t- tell us a little bit about what in what inspired you. you you know you said you were locked up for a while and you just and then you decided i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this and you've been doing it and now 10 years later you're yeah. getting traction t- tell us about how you got started well i've been down uh this time since february 1999 so the first several years I engaged in buffoonery, prison shenanigans that leads to nothing other than misery. In, ten, in uh, 2008, I started flirting with the idea. So I bought a whole bunch of books in the genre, in the street lit genre. I bought like 10 of them. I started reading them and dissecting the format. And was like, man, I think I could do this. Actually, you want to know who inspired me? And I think you had a show with them, uh, Seth. Yeah, Seth Ferrante. Okay. Okay. When I was in my California prison cell, this was around 2008 or nine, and I was reading all those books, I seen an article on him, and I got <laughs> Prison Stories and um, Street Legends Volume 1. Well, that, when I had those books in my hand in my prison cell that he wrote, from another prison cell somewhere else in the country that that impacted me. It, everybody talks about writing a book, but what was different between him and everybody else 
follow through with it. And here I was in California, I don't know this dude, had his books in my hands. And I said, okay, it could be done. And then in 2010, I, I started doing it. And, um, and I just, I just refused to quit. Like, like this is my life. Like this, this ain't a game. This ain't an option. This ain't, this ain't none of that, you know? Like, um, you spoke on people complaining out there. Like, I don't even have the internet or if I need information, I have to write somebody like my mom who has her own life and ask her like, Hey, can you Google such and such and send me out these prints? And then, you know, when you Google a topic, a million things come up. So I might not even get the ones that I'm waiting on. And it took me three months to get them. Like that's, that's frustrating. But it, it doesn't matter. Whatever comes is irrelevant. This has to be done. And and that's just that's just what it is. And, and Mike, tell 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 our listeners a little bit about what the reception is. You mentioned being able to help a lot of people who are who are writing and help help them excel and find self self meaning and expression and, and an outlet inside as writers in prison and, and people who are willing to put the work in and, and learn from you and, and other writers. You mentioned that. What, what, beyond that, what is the, what's the reception among, among other prisoners? Like, do they respect what, what you do? Do they interfere? And more importantly, what's the reception, uh, to, what, how, what's the reaction to your work among corrections officers, among the guards? Is there any interference? Do they try to mess with you at all? Or are they just willing to let you be and, and try to do, do your work? Yeah, I think that guards and inmates respect it. I think that inmates, even though some might not admit it, you can see it in their eyes when they're talking about it, that it inspires them. Um, guards don't really mess with me too much. Uh, uh, inmates, you know, maybe just like anything else, it seems like the most hate comes from your friends, you know, mm. who started in the same place as you, but aren't willing to do the work and so they see you climbing and they don't like that you know but other than that um there's i, I really don't have any uh problems for inmates people respect it and really they're um I've, I've put out you know maybe five or six or seven or eight inmates i don't even know but um what i started doing recently is i said look if you have a book idea it takes a long time for me to get a book out because I'm doing everything via snail mail. And it's and I rely on people that have lives out there. This is not what they do. They're doing it out of love for me, not because they care about book publishing. Um, I said, look, what I'm gonna start doing is, I said, if you have a book idea, write a short story first, like an e-short, like 40 pages. Don't give out the whole book, but make it a full story. And we'll publish that on Amazon, maybe give it away or charge 99 cents or whatever, and see if we can get people who say, man, I want this story, like, like, do the whole book. That's how I'm going to start weeding out what people, what the market wants. Because at the end of the day, it has, it has to be what people will pay for, because I can't afford to do this uh, for nothing. You know, like, like, it has to at least pay itself, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um... See, that's where I'm going now. I got a bunch of inmates where I'm able to 
um, have less of a weight than I would if I was to put out a whole book. I'm able to say, uh, you know, write a short story and uh, I'll edit it and fix it up because most of you guys are not trained writers. They just have an imagination or maybe an experience that they can turn into something interesting. And I'll edit it and we'll put out like an e-short, you know, 40 pages. And the amount of, of, of self-esteem that they're going to get from that is is a lot. They're going to be a published author on Amazon. That's big to a prisoner. Maybe to people on the streets, that's not so serious. But to a prisoner, to be able to say, hey, mom, go check out my book on Amazon and have a nice cover and it'd be 40 pages and they have their name on the front. These guys are happy with that. And then it inspires them. And then because it becomes like, for me, it became like a drug. Like, oh, man, I need to drop another book. I need to drop another book. I love this feeling. The feeling of accomplishment. Mm. Well, um, so so when we're gonna put out short stories, give it out on you know uh, 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 like e shorts, or, or maybe charge a dollar or something, and then ask people, hey, you want to read this book? We're thinking about writing a whole series with with this with this storyline and these characters. What do you want? And see what see what people say, and then. That way it puts it on the market. I'm telling you guys, look, if the market says they want it, I'm doing it. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not dumb. You know what I'm saying? If the market is saying, hey, give us this book, I'm doing it. So it kind of, like, takes me out of it. I'll put the e, the e short out, and we'll let the market tell us what they want. It's a remarkable story and remarkable work that you're doing. Uh, Mike Enemigo joins us uh uh, he, he's currently incarcerated and he's making his books and writing and, and happen uh, in the face of tremendous uh, odds and helping other prisoners too. And we appreciate you coming on to talk about this. Uh, uh, people can find your work on the cellblock.net. They could order your books there. They could also order them on Amazon. Um, I've looked at uh, some of your work, The Enemy of the State, Conspiracy Theory, uh, The Art and Power of Letter Writing, um, it's it, there's there's something in there for everybody and, and Mike we really yeah. we really yeah. appreciate you coming on to talk about it and uh, and so th thanks for joining us on the show and we hope to have you back on again with an update um, uh, yeah. in the future. Okay, I appreciate this opportunity. Um, you said that you have inmate um, listeners. We do. I've gotten some emails from uh, from some listeners who uh, who. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Can I give you the cell block PO box just in case they want to? Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The cell block PO box 1025 Rancho Cordova that's R-A-N-C-H-O C-O-R-D-O-V-A comma California 95741 that's where inmates order books or Write me and ask ask me if they could if I could help them or or whatever and um, and we have a core links too since you mentioned email it's uh it's uh the cellblock.net at mail dot com so if they're in the feds or whatever wherever they have core links at they can also send messages like that and I appreciate this opportunity like I said this is the first um spoken interview I've ever had and so it, 
it's going to be one for me to remember. That's that's fantastic, Mike. Thank you, thank you for coming on. We we really appreciate it, and I think our our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. So th- thanks for coming on a dark okay. turn. All right, thank you.